Okay, thank you, and welcome back. Thanks, everybody, for attending today. Today we're going to talk about trauma narratives. Now, narratives means the story of what happened. Everybody has in their head an idea of what happened to them, and they have some sort of an idea about what happened to them. But to help somebody put that into words, to actually have them describe what happened to them and create a story around it, a, a true story of what happened, is sometimes a technique that a psychologist can use to help the person come to terms with, with, with their trauma. امروز میخواییم راجع به روایت صدمهی که به یک شخص وارد شده صحبت بکنیم کار روانشناس اینه که کمک بکنه به کسی که صدمه دیده تا بتونه این شخص صدمه دیده اون کلمات رو پیدا بکنه که این داستان اتفاق صدمه رو بیان بکنه به نحوی که قابل فهم باشه برای همه و برای خودش. Okay, next slide. So the goals today um, is to talk about the value of for a person to have control over the story of what happened, to have control over the trauma story. یکی از هدفهای روایت اینه که ما کمک بکنیم به کسی که داره این داستان رو برای ما میگه که کنترل داشته باشه روی اون داستان و احساساتش رو از دست نده. To be able to control or modulate their affect and what that means is to experience the emotions that they experience but to be able to have enough control over those emotions that they don't become overwhelming when they talk about what happened. و یاد بدیم به شخص که تنظیم بکنه احساسات خودش رو که داره بیان میکنه بدون اینکه کنترل این بیان رو از دست بده. And today we're going to talk about and practice some relaxation techniques that everybody can use uh, and doesn't have to be a physician or a counselor but they might be useful for, for people who are torture survivors or if you have friends that are torture survivors or trauma survivors. ما پس خواهیم کرد در مورد تمدد اعصاب که چجوری اعصابتون رو راحتی بهش ببخشین این فکر میکنه در مورد کسانی که شکنجه شدن و یا دوستانی دارن که همچین تجربه درشون وجود داره And finally, we'll talk a little bit about how a traumatic event can be a terrifying event in somebody's life, but doesn't define the person or the person's life. At the end of the day, the important thing is to put the traumatic event in perspective so that it is understood as a, as a horrible event, but doesn't control the person's life. It isn't the thing that defines the person. کسی که شخص نجات یافته هست و صدمه دیده ما باید گوش بکنیم که این صدمه ابراز بشه ولی این صدمه قسمتی از زندگی ایشون باید باشه نه اینکه تمام زندگی ایشون رو دربر بگیره a narrative, a story around trauma, it doesn't erase what happened, but it helps the torture or the survivor of trauma 
make sense of what happened and 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 make sense of what happened in a way that another person can understand. So if it's just the counselor and the survivor of trauma, the survivor of trauma, by telling his or her story um, to the person who's listening, can begin to make sense of what happened, and the two can share that experience and help each other make understand what happened. داستان خودش رو داره میگه برای ما مشاکار مشاور اینه که با ایشون به صورت دو جانبه عمل بکنه و کمک بکنه که ایشون داستان رو به طوری که قابل کنترل هست نقل بکنه و این کار باید با کمک مشاور صورت بگیره You know, and why this is important is, for example, maybe a Bosnian woman was just behaving, just minding her own business, and just a Bosnian Muslim woman was doing nothing, but then the Serbs attacked her. Maybe they destroyed her house, or maybe they committed a sexual assault out of the blue. It's very hard to understand why this happened, even to oneself, particularly if the person was not involved in politics or not involved in any sort of um, struggle. مثالی که میتونیم بزنیم اینه که یک زن از بازنیا به حمله میشه بهش به منظور با اینکه این زنه هیچ کار غلطی انجام نمیداد ولی بهش حمله میشه از نظر جنسی و ما اینو باید متوجه بشیم که دلیل این چی بوده و تجربه این زنه از این حمله چی بوده Another example might be, um, for example, uh, if there was a, a, a person who lost somebody in the earthquake, uh, there may be no reason for this that the person can describe, but talking about what happened can help the person establish some sense of meaning for what happened, even though it may seem something completely irrational and, and, and meaningless. مثال دیگه هست که یک نفر که در یک سلزله یکی از افراد فامیل شما مثلا از دست داده یا دوستش از دست داده ما باید کمک بکنیم به این شخص که داستان خودش رو بگه بعضی وقتا این کار خیلی غیر منطقیه ولی کمک میکنه به این شخص که بتونه احساساتش رو تحت کنترل در بیاره But the other advantage of telling the story with a safe person in a safe place is that by telling and retelling the story, it allows the trauma survivor to begin to get some control over his or her physical response and emotional response to what happened. با کمک به شخصی که صدمه دیده که داستانشو بگه این باعث میشه که شخص غلبه بکنه به اون تجربه تلخی که داشته و بتونه داستان رو به طور قابل فهم برای هر دو طرف نقل بکنه. It also gives the counselor a chance to talk about coping strategies. In other words, how can the person respond when they're reminded of the trauma outside of the situation with counseling, outside of that room, when they're out at home or in the street and they're reminded of the trauma. It gives a chance to reinforce coping mechanisms. مزایای دیگه منافع دیگه به وجود آوردن این داستان و روایت اینه که یک وسیله ایجاد میکنه برای کسی که این داستان رو میگه که بتونه این شخص 
کمک میکنه به این شخص که خودش رو تطبیق بده با شرایط زندگی که در الان داره میکنه و خودش رو تطبیق بده با شرایطی در خیابان یا در جا، جاهای دیگه روبرو میشه Okay, next slide. Okay, so one of the things that telling a story does is that it helps pack. Sometimes if somebody experiences something terrifying, truly terrifying, and they can't get over it, it becomes a bigger event than maybe it, 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 it becomes an overwhelming event all the time in the background in their life. But telling a story allows people to put that trauma in a box kind of conceptually or mentally to be able to put it in the box. یک شخصی که صدمه دیده این صدمه امکان داره که تمام وجود ایشون رو در بر بگیره و ایشون رو تمام احساسات ایشون رو تحت کنترل خودش در بیاره ولی روایت این صدمه باعث میشه که این شخص بتونه این تجربه خودش رو بذاره در داخل یک جعبه و نظره که تمام این احساسات وجودیشون رو در بر بگیره. But then again, I want to also offer a caution because narrative therapy, talking about the about the event, is not always the best um, the best idea for for everyone. و در زمین میخوام که شما گوشی دستتون باشه و احتیاط بکنید در این مورد که روایت همیشه به یک شخص کمک نمیکنه. Okay. So, for example, if the memory of the event overwhelms the person every time they tell it and the person is having difficulty functioning in daily life in a severe way, you may have to concentrate just on helping the person function in daily life and not spend so much time on the narrative. It sort of depends on how severe the symptoms are. بستگی داره که به علائم و نشانه های صدمه تا چه حدی شدید هستند اگر این علائم و اثر صدمه اونقدر شدید هستند که شخص وقتی میخواد اینا را نقل بکنه دو چیز کنترل را از دست میده و کاملا به بی سازمانی دوچار میشه بهتره که فقط کمک بکنیم به این شخص که زندگی خودش رو اداره بکنه و از این دوری بکنید که بخواید برای ایشون یه روایت درست بکنید So if, uh, if, if telling and retelling the story, if the person is not finding it easier to tell the story, if they continue to become more agitated, each time they tell the story it becomes worse, then you need to back off. You really need to back off and not pursue this and help them with relaxation techniques and, and discuss less the trauma. But, you need, but, but that's only after trying a little bit first. اگر متوجه شدید که یک نفر شدیدن ناراحت میشه وقتی که میخواد داستان صدمه رو نقل بکنه و روایت بکنه شما بهتره که چند قدم برید عقب و عقب نشینی کنید یه مقدار و سعی کنید که از داستان داستان از داستان درست کردن داستان این شخص دوری بکنید Okay, next slide. The other thing is sometimes people don't have any choice but to talk about the trauma. 
So, for example, um, if if a lawyer is working with the victim of a crime, for example, and the victim of crime has to discuss what happened, or if somebody, for example, is seeking political asylum and they have to talk about what happened to them, to a lawyer or to a judge or something like this, they can't really avoid talking about the narrative. دقیقاً از شخص صدم دیده در بیاریم این زمانیه که وقتی میخواییم مدرک تقیه بکنیم و یک وکیل هست اونجا که باید داستان رو بشنبه تا بتونه مدرک تقیه بکنه در مورد یک شخصی که شکنجی دیده یا صدم دیده So for example, the other day I talked about a Congolese lawyer who had experienced some very very bad things in jail in Congo And actually, the process of going through seeking political asylum and having to talk with her lawyer, in fact, even though she was very traumatized, it ended up being helpful for her to be able to repeat the story and to practice her testimony with the lawyer was in itself a form of therapy. تجربه خیلی ناجوری داشت در زندان و وقتی که میخواست چیز پناهنده بشه ایشون داستانشو باید به وکیل توضیح میداد و این گفتن این داستان کمک خیلی زیادی کرد برای اینکه پناهندگی ایشون و درخواست ایشون جلو بره Talking about this in a safe place can be beneficial even if you're not talking to a counselor or a psychologist, if you're talking to somebody you trust in a safe place. The other thing, though, is that it should take place over an extended period of time. There's no sense in rushing this. Let the person proceed at their own speed. گفتن این داستان خیلی مفیده برای شخص صدم دیده و این داستان و روایت باید در طول زمان صورت بگیره و نباید این شخص کاری بکنه که این شخص عجله بکنه در و در بیان داستانش اوکی نیکس سلاید So, as we know, as we've repeated many times, trauma is accompanied by re-experiencing feelings and sensations of the trauma. And so, this will occur as, you, as the person starts talking about what happened to them. And the person may either be very agitated and spill out all the information right away, or the person may proceed very slowly or even shut down and not talk or just be silent. So, remember what we said earlier, that if the, if the person is silent, Let the person be silent for a while. Be gentle with that. Don't push them too much. یادتون باشه که یک نفر که داستان صدمه رو روایت میکنه این شخص خیلی صدمه دیده و وقتی که داستان رو داره میگه باید خاطرتون باشه که این شخص رو فشار زیادی بهش نیارین چون که بعضی ها امکان داره اصلا کاملا سکوت بکنن و هیچی نگن راجب داستانشون راجب صدمه ای که بهشون وارد شده ولی بعضی امکان داره اصلا یک سیلی 
سیل احساسات بهشون غلبه بکنه و همه چیز رو بریزن بیرون بنابراین اگر دیدین که کسی که چی اقتصاب کرده و سکوت کرده فشار نیاریم بهش And likewise, if somebody becomes very agitated or starts talking very quickly or is, is very emotionally upset, it's, it's a good idea to say, okay, let's, let's just take a break now. We'll talk about relaxation exercises today, but you can suggest a relaxation exercise to allow them to calm before they continue. اگر دیدین که کسی واقعا خیلی ناراحته و کنترل احساسات شد در اساس میده میگید که ما این کار بهتره که ادامه ندیم الان و یه مقدار استراحت بکنیم و ما برای شما یاد خواهیم داد تمدد اعصاب رو بعد از این استراحت کوتاهی که بخوایم بکنیم So mastering the symptoms of PTSD and mastering the anxiety and the fear is a slow, progressive process. It happens step by step by step. So people should not be discouraged, but practice it over time. PTSD and other symptoms time The other thing, practicing the narrative, doing the narrative like this, the other thing it does is that it gives people an opportunity to grieve, to feel grief and to express grief. Because, for example, if somebody lost a child in an earthquake, there's, there's no fixing this. This is, this is a reality. Um, and it allows this, the person... repeating this allows them to what they say process the grief. مسئله دیگه که باید بگیم اینه که کسی گفتن داستان و سوگواری این غمی که شخص داره لازمه برای این شخص به عنوان مثال کسی که یک افراد فامیل شد در یک زلزله از دست داده این یه چیز واقعیه و نمیشه پشت سر گذاشت بنابراین باید به شخص اجازه داشته اجازه بدین که این غم و قصه خودش رو سوگباری بکنه و با گفتن داستانش So people fear grief and sadness and for very good reasons it feels awful to think about if you've lost a child to confront that and to be aware of that that's, that's a, a horrible feeling um, but One has to be aware of it and, and, and confront that grief, or the grief remains undiminished. And so a person's ability to talk about this in a safe place can help this process. یک شخصی که یک بچه رو از دست داده، این غیر قابل انکاره که این شخص شدیداً غمگینه، بنابراین یک محیط ایمنی باید درست کرد برای این شخص تا بتونه ایشون، داستان خودش رو بگه به احساس راحتی بکنه. It also provides a structured place to talk about it. Because, you know, most of us, there's many things we don't talk about, even with our wives or husbands or our partners. But having, um, in, in a counseling session, this is a safe place to talk about it. Because a lot of times people won't talk about what's bothering them most of all. Uh, and, and sometimes it's necessary to talk. 
مسئله دیگه اینه که وقتی در مشاوره یک محیط ایمن و سازمان یافته ایجاد میکنه برای این شخص که این داستانشو بگه اکثر اوقات کسانی که بخوان روایت بکنن صدمه رو در محیط خانوادهشون یا در جایی که احساس ایمنی نمیکنن براشون این کار مشکله So, a narrative, a story, that implies somebody who's telling the story and somebody who's, who's listening. روایت احتیاج داره به دو نفر به یک نفر که داره داستان رو میگه و نفر دیگه که داره گوش میکنه. So, now we're going to talk a little bit about how you listen, how you listen to a story like this. Um, and we already talked a little bit about active listening skills, about how to demonstrate your interest and demonstrate your awareness and your engagement with the person who's telling the story. ما الان به شما توضیح میدیم که چجوری گوش کنید به این شخص قبلا گفتیم که شما باید به طور خیلی دقیق گوش بکنید و به این شخص بفهمونید که شما علاقه داریم به اون چیزی که داره گفته میشه We also already talked a little bit about the difference between sympathy and empathy that you don't want to pity the person but you want the person to know that you understand what they have felt and what they've gone through ما همینطور گفتیم که فرق بزرگی هست بین ترخم و همدردی شما نباید ترخم نشون بدید بلکه همدردی نشون بدید با شخصی که داستان خودشو داره میگه So now we'll talk a little bit about how to help direct subtly and carefully to direct the conversation with the person in partnership so that there can be positive ideas and positive outcome برای گفتن برای نتیجه گرفتن مثبت از این روایت شما لازمه که این شخصی که داره داستانشو میگه هدایت بکنید به طوری که نتیجه این گفتن مثبت در بیاد So one of the things that a counselor can do and reinforce when they're talking to the person. Maybe we'll talk first about the third bullet point, which is um, to, to think about the problems as not being identical to the person. The problems are not the person. یکی از کارهایی که میتونید بکنید به طور خیلی غیر مستقیم اینه که مشکلات و ناراحتیایی که شخص داره توضیح میده این رو معادل شخص نکنید. شخص و مشکلات دو چیز جدا هستند. So for example, as a person talks about their trauma narrative, they may also talk about their depression and their sadness and the fact that they cannot they cannot seem to keep a job and that they think then that they are damaged to the core and that they're somehow that they're a loser now because they cannot keep a job. بگه که صدمه طوری بودی که تمام وجودیشون رو مستصل کرده و ایشون به عنوان مثال نمیتونه شغلی رو که داره نگه داره در اثر این صدمه It can be helpful to help a person realize 
that their inability to keep a job right now does not define them. It doesn't mean that's who they are. They were able to keep a job before, and they'll be able to keep a job again. And to separate this feeling of depression that they feel now from their identity as a person. مهمه که به شخص بگید که این شخص قبلا شغل داشت و اون و داشت سرکار سرکار میرفت و کار شغلش نگه داشته بود در آینده همین شغل رو میتونه نگه داره قصه ایشون و درد روحی ایشون جدا هست از اون شخصی که ایشون هست این این شخص and the the idea is to help the person remember and reconnect to their strengths. Everybody's got different strengths and different abilities, and to help them, even as they discuss the traumatic experience, to help remind them that they still have certain skills, they still have certain values, they still have certain abilities. And to help them focus on how they can re- recover those abilities, as, as as you talk about the the traumatic narrative. وقتی که شخص داره روایت میکنه، وظیفه شما اینه که تأکید بکنید روی قدرت‌های شخص و از این و شایستگی‌های این شخص و نقاط مثبت این شخص و بهش بگید که این صفات باید استفاده ازش بشه برای خوب شدن از این صدمه ای که بهشون وارد شده. So the narrative therapy does two things. It allows the person to retell their story and repeat their story until they become more able to control the symptoms of PTSD. But at the same time, it allows them to develop trust with the counselor and the counselor and the trauma survivor can work together on solving some of the more practical problems that the person is facing. گفتن داستان کمک میکنه به شخص که ایشون بتونه این باری که روش هست اونو خالی بکنه و در ضمن کمک میکنه به مشاور که بتونه بفهمه که بهترین راه بهبودی برای این شخص چه خواهد بود. So as they get more control over their story, they get more control over their emotions. And as they get more control over their emotions, they get more control over their ability to function. That's that's the hope. That's that's the goal of this. با گفتن این روایت شخص کنترل پیدا میکنه روی احساساتش و روی حسایی که در بدنش وجود داره و میتونه بهتر عمل بکنه در کارهای زندگیش. Okay, let's stop now and let's just ask to see if anybody's got any questions. Does anybody want to talk about anything we've been talking about so far? It's my opinion that uh, the counselor needs to consider the uh, victim, the primary person, and the family members the secondary or tertiary individuals who have also been affected by the trauma and uh my uh my second point is uh, that uh by, by gathering these people and, and uh hearing their side of 
uh, what has what they're feeling. Uh, we can provide self-confidence to the victim to overcome his problems. Well, first off, thank you for the comment. I think that family is really, really important, and you're right. The, the survivor of the trauma is the person to whom the interventions are directed, but there's, it's also can be very important to involve the family. گفته شما کاملا درسته و درست میگین که شخص قربانی شخص اصلیه که صدمه دیده ولی نظر من با شما موافق هستم با نظرتون به این صورت که افراد فامیل رو ما باید بیاریم تو و به اجازه بدیم که اونها شرکت داشته باشن در اون چیزی که انجام میشه a study done with Ministry of Health in Kurdistan of Iraq where uh, there was a couple of different interventions. One intervention was cognitive behavioral that we talked about last week. And the other intervention included an education for the family. The intervention that included the education for the family was in many ways more effective. Uh, کسانی که صدمه دیدن در این مطالعه ببخشید مطالعه به وسیله وزارت بهداشت کردستان در عراق انجام شد و روی اونهایی که صدمه دیده بودن و دیدن که وقتی کمک میشن سر فکری به کسی صدمه دیده در مقایسه با وقتی که افراد فامیل رو میارن تو که اونها شرکت داشته باشند در این مالجه شخص خیلی وقتی افراد فامیل شرکت میکنن خیلی مؤثرتر از اینه که فقط تنها با اون شخص صدمه دیده کار بکنن In fact this was a very important comment and it makes me think that for next week when we talk about group therapy I'm going to be sure to include some additional information on families این نظری که ابراز شد الان خیلی مهمه و به یاد ما میندازه که در جلسه بعد که ما صحبت بکنیم در مورد مشاوره گروهی صحبت خواهیم کرد در این مورد که چجوری افراد فامیل میتونن کمک بکنن اوکی سو ناو وی ار گوینگ تو تاک ابوت افکت مودولیشن ناو افکت از دی وی وان physically expresses emotions. So affect, an affect, an example of an affect may be uncontrollable crying, or an, expre- or, or an affect may be an inability to talk. Now we want to talk about the control and control of feelings that we can talk about. به یک جنایتی که اتفاق افتاده و یا اینکه امکان داره این احساسات مربوط بشه به گریه کردن و غیره In modulation modulation means the ability to to have self mastery over one's the way that one is expressing emotions so in other words to be able to be able to control the the, the expression of the emotions in different situations منظور از ماجولیشن یا تنظیم احساسات تنظیم احساسات اینه که یک نفر بتونه غلبه بکنه بر احساسات خودش و اونها رو بیان بکنه به طور قابل فهم
Now, there's a big difference between controlling emotions and ignoring them. The idea is not to ignore emotions or pretend that they don't exist or not, or, or, or somehow just swallow them and, 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 and keep going. That, that's not what we're talking about. So, for example, um, modulation might be being aware that whenever, whenever a person can think to themselves, whenever I talk about this particular event, I know it's going to make me cry, it's going to make me sad, it's going to make me cry, maybe very hard. So I'm aware of this, and I'm not submerging these emotions. I'm not saying that these don't exist. But now I'm going to learn how to control this tendency to cry when these things happen, when, when this story is told. Masalan, modulation, vakti sohbat as modulation, ya control ehsasat mikonim, ini ke, masalan, yek nafar midun ne ke vakti pekhad ehsasat shi bar ebraz bakone, gedye khahat kard. مسئله مهم اینه که این شخص بتونه ابرازاتش رو بیان بکنه بدون اینکه کنترل ابراز احساسات رو از دست بده. And remember we talked about how PTSD affects the different parts of the brain, the limbic system, the amygdala, and the way there's a physiological response in the brain to traumatic stress. یادتون باشه که ما گفتیم که صدمه اثر میذاره به بادام مغز که میشه امیگدلا و دیگر قسمتهای مغز مثل هیپوکمپ و غیره. So telling the story and being able to modulate the emotions as, as the person tells it. And being able to do this, getting some practice at doing this, actually what it does is that it starts to reverse this feedback loop in the brain where the amygdala, where the fear center of the brain is telling the body to become stressed. It actually can physiologically, over time, reduce this physiological response. که به شما میگه که بترسید از یه چیزی اون به طور فیزیولوژی عوض میشه و در مغز راههای جدیدی به وجود میاد که کمک میکنه بر خلبه بر اون چیزی که ازش ترس وجود داره of ignoring the emotion and just pretending it didn't happen. It's the exact opposite. It's acknowledging the emotion, being aware of the emotion, and then learning how to control it more effectively. In تصدیق احساساتی که وجود داره و یاد گرفتن این که چجوری بر این احساسات منفی غلبه بکنیم. So, 
one of the things that the counselor or the lawyer or the friend can do is as the person is talking about the story and they become scared or they have some sort of emotion, they can sort of slow down and say, okay, describe the emotion that you're feeling now. Put a name on that emotion. Because sometimes if you're really terrified, if you remember a traumatic event and you're really terrified, you don't even really have a name for that sensation. But if you can name the sensation, if you can slow down and name the sensation and say, okay, I'm feeling fear now or I'm feeling some other emotion, that, 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 that's the first step. یک مورد مهم اینه که وقتی که یک نفر داره داستان خودش رو میگه و به یک وکیل و یا به یک مشاور این نمیدونه که این احساس منفی که در این وجود داره چیه بهترین کار اینه که به شخص بگید که این احساس منفی که شما دارین احساس بدی که دارین سعی کنین اسمش رو پیدا بکنین ببینین چیه مثلا اگر از یک چیزی وحشت دارین میگین که خب من از این میترسم یک اسمی روش بذارین اون وقت میشه با اون مقابله کرد So I'll give an example. There was a woman from El Salvador who very bad things happened to her. And the person that did these bad things drank. And, and whenever she smelled alcohol on the breath of somebody, she would immediately panic. Immediately she would become terrified. یک مثالی براتون بذارم یه خانمی بود در El Salvador که خیلی صدمه دیده بود به وسیله شخصی که آدم الکلی بود و زیاد میخورد این زنه هر موقع که بوی الکل به مشامش میخورد ایشون وحشتده میشد به خاطر صدمه که از این شخص دیده بود But in my city unfortunately it's very hard to live in the city without smelling alcohol in people's breath sometimes So if she, she became able to say To, to get a little bit of control and say, okay, I'm feeling fear. I know why I'm feeling fear. She was able to substitute terror for being able to talk to herself about what was happening, and this this was helpful for her. بوی الکل رو که از اشخاص دیگه میاد احساس نکنین یا اشمام نکنین این خانم قادر بود با خودش صحبت بکنه بگه که خب من وقتی اینو بوی الکل رو استشمام میکنم این باعث وحشت در من میشه و با این صحبتی که با خودش داشت میکرد ایشون So as the person tells their story, it's okay for the counselor to say, do other things like this remind you of it? And to help the person identify the triggers that trigger panic in their daily life or in their normal interaction with other people. وقتی که مشاور با همچین آدمی صحبت میکنه بهتره که بهش بگه که چیزهای نام ببرین اون چیزای آغاز کننده خاطرات رو که به خاطرتون میاره اینها رو نام ببرین تا بتونین جلوی اینها رو بگیرین And then to help them practice 
a little short story that they can say to themselves when they heard these, when they when when they experience one of these events, when they're around one of these triggers. Help them get the ability to s switch the brain from the fear center to the logic center within their brain, to put it into words that takes it away from the fear center in the brain. بهتره که به این شخص گفته بشه که داستان برای خودتون درست بکنین که بتونین این حالت احساس بحشتدگی که دارین این رو عوض بکنین در مغزتون از حالت وحشتدگی به حالت منطقی که بهش به صورت منطقی بتونین نگاه بکنید اوکی نیکس سلاید Okay, so so here's an example, and and you can read the example for a second. Uh, a fight breaks out on the street, and they're shouting and pushing and shoving, and a person is knocked over, and a woman who has a history of violence in her family sees this, uh, and she runs away from the place. She becomes scared and runs away from the place. یک مثالی که میتونیم براتون بزنیم اینه که یک خانم شاهد یک دعوایی هست در خیابان بین دو تا فروشنده و اینا دارن دعوا میکنن و فریاد میزنن و همدیگه رو فشار میدن و به همدیگه تنه میزنن و این خانم این موضوع رو میبینه بحشتده میشه و فرار میکنه از صحنه So perhaps maybe you're the counselor and you've been seeing this woman because she has a history of being badly beaten in her family And, but this thing happens and she comes in and she talks about it. This provides you an opportunity, this provides you an opportunity to talk to her about how to modulate her emotions. Farskani ke shoma mashabir hastin va in khanam ke yek tarikh khushunat khanavadegi darish wujud dashte, dar khanavadash wujud dashte va ishon qurbani in bude miyad pish shoma va in daastan sho bari shoma mige. کار شما اینه که به این خانم بگید که احساساتش رو تنظیم بکنه طوری که قابل کنترل باشه. So when this fight happened in the street, she wasn't thinking about anything. She just ran off. But it may be useful to help her remember how the trauma that she experienced in her own family has had an impact on how she reacts when she comes across any sort of a fight anyplace else. این خانم که از صحنه دعوا فرار کرد به خاطر تاریخ خشونت 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 خانوادگی که درش در خانوادهش بود میاد به شما و اینو وقتی نقل میکنه کار شما اینه که اینو بهشون بگید که در چجوری احساساتشو تحت کنترل در بیاره و و این یادآوری رو که در سر این صحنه یادیشون اومد این رو بتونه اداره بکنه and actually talking about this naming the emotion naming what the emotion is and talking about the behavior and sort of reinforcing and remembering exactly why this happened this actually can have an effect over time that 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 it it becomes If a woman talks about this, it becomes a little bit easier for her the next time she's in a situation like this. She's more able to suddenly remember 
and override the fear that she feels because she can remember she knows the connection and she knows why she's feeling this way. روایت این موضوع برای مشاور به وسیله این زن کمک میکنه به این زن تا بتونه در آینده وقتی صحنه مشابهی دید بتونه با خودش صحبت بکنه بگه که من در این دلیل اینکه وحشت‌زده میشم از این موضوع چی هست و چجوری میتونم غلبه بکنم بر این احساساتم So this basically just goes through the process that I just I just explained, and you can just take a second and read it. So in addition to educating the person or helping the person understand why she felt that way in the street when that happened, you can also this is also an opportunity for the counselor to help her assess the situation because there may be some situations that are truly dangerous. So this allows her to step back and assess and say, okay, was, were these two vendors who were pushing each other, was that really a danger to me? And because, because the idea is to get the person to a state where they're accurately assessing what the risk is to them. در مکالمه با این زن در مشاوره با این زن بهتره به این زن توضیح بدید که نگاه بکنه به این تصادفی که شاهدش بود بگه که آیا اگر من همچین صحنه رو دیدم دعوای بین دو نفر آیا این خطری برای من ایجاد میکنه یا نه و این خطر چیه تا من بتونم So there's kind of two things that a person can be reminded to do. The first is, all of us are talking to ourselves a lot of the time. A lot of time during the day, our thoughts are in words, are verbal. As we're walking along, we're saying, okay, I need to do this, I need to do that. We've got these internal thoughts all the time. And we can work on these internal thoughts if uh, the person is a survivor of trauma. Uh, یه کاری که میشه کرد اینه که به این شخص بگین که بررسی بکنه اینجور سخنه ها رو و با خودش در میون بذاره که من چجوری میتونم با این سخنه ها روبرو بشم بدونی که احساساتم از دست بدم و کنترل رو از دست بدم So in this case, the woman can develop the skill to have an internal conversation with herself. When she's frightened of something like this, she can have an internal conversation. Oh, yes, this reminds me of home when I was a child and the fighting there. I don't need to be scared of it in this situation. And, and she can have this internal dialogue with herself. بنابراین این زن میتونه یک مکالمه درونی با خودش داشته باشه بگه که بله این خشونت های خانوادگی که اتفاق افتاد در خانواده من وقتی من بچه بودم ولی ارزیابی بکنه چیزایی که الان داره اتفاق میفته و بفهمه که این دوتا با هم چه فرقی دارن do something to, to relax very quickly in response to this. So she can take, take deep, thorough breaths and just remember to breathe deep and concentrate on her breathing. Uh, and so this is a physical thing that she can do to, that, that, that has a physiological response. این خانم در زن میتونه نفس عمیق بکشه 
و با کشیدن نفس عمیق ایشون تغییرات فیزیولوژی در بدنش به وجود میاد که بتونه بر این حالت منفیش قلبه بکنه So the counselor helps develop the victim's understanding and explores how new ways of thinking or new ways of acting can, can help reduce the effects when the person experiences these triggers to trauma مشاور میتونه کمک بکنه به این شخص که این شخص به وجود بیاره راه های جدید فکر کردن راه های جدید احساس کردن رو برای خلبه بر این صدمه ای که بهشون وارد شده And so the difference between her talking to herself to calm herself down and her taking deep breaths and her consciously managing the fear, the difference between that and just running away and not managing the fear at all might, be the diff might mean that she doesn't have nightmares that evening or might mean that she doesn't slide back into depression. So actually, even though this seems simple, it's actually kind of important. Uh این چیزی که توضیح دادیم به نظر ساده میاد ولی خیلی مهمه و قسمت مهمش اینه که فرقی بزرگی هست بین وقتی که این خانم فرار میکنه از همین صحنه جنگ و دعوا و و نفس عمیق میکشه و با نفس عمیق کشیدن باعث میشه که So we've been talking a lot about this internal dialogue, this internal conversation that people can have in their head. And that's the kind of thinking part of it. But remember that trauma is also experienced by the body. So it's both thinking and, and a physiological response. ما گفتیم در مورد مکالمه درونی که یک شخص امکان داره با خودش داشته باشه این مکالمه درونی کمک میکنه به هم از نظر جسمی و هم از نظر روانی به شخصی که سرم دیده So now we're going to talk as a person is telling their story it's inevitable during this narrative therapy it's inevitable for them to have an increased heart rate or for to feel fear or to somehow have some sort of strong physiological reaction this will happen وقتی که کسی که روایت داستان رو میگه روایت میکنه داستان خودش رو کاملا طبیعیه برای این شخص که ایشون حالتهای خیلی احساسات خیلی ناهنجاری داشته باشه و حالت ترس و یا وحشت درش به وجود بیاد So the first relaxation technique we're going to talk about is the simplest one. And this relaxation technique is deep breathing. So uh, it, I think everybody intuitively already knows this. If you're feeling a lot of fear, you know that sometimes it's good to, to stop and, and to breathe and concentrate on your breathing. باعث میشه که شخص احساس راحتی بکنه و تکنیک هایی که وجود داره در اینجا میبینید و من توضیح خواهم داد Now we're actually, we're 
uh, who maybe have a history of trauma themselves, maybe to download these slides and maybe just to practice some of these techniques. I think it might be helpful for you. که چجوری تنفس عمیق انجام باید بشه ولی شما امکان داره تصمیم بگیرین که این سلاید ها رو دانلود بکنید به کامپیوترتون و انجام بدید در زمانی که وقت دارین So this is a specific way of breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth very rhythmically and very slowly uh, and very completely now, this might remind you a little bit of yoga in India, and there's a good reason for that. And you, if you take yoga out of its religious context, and you don't even think about the religious aspect of yoga or anything of that sort, if you just concentrate, it, concentrate on the physiology, some of these deep breathing exercises um, are, are, are useful. They're, they're useful just simply for relaxation. اگر فراموش کنید راجع به قسمت مذهبی یوگا فقط تمرکز بدید فکرتون روی تنفسی که تنفس عمیقی که در یوگا انجام میشه این تنفس با دقیقاً چیزی هستش که ما صحبتشو میکنیم So simply by breathing in very deeply and holding it and exhaling and counting each time you do it you're doing two things for one thing your body is telling you to breathe fast it's telling your heart to race you are now in control and you're telling your body to slow down با تنفس خیلی یباش و عمیق شما میتونید به بدنتون آرامش ببخشید و مغز شما داره به شما میگی که تنفس شدید و شدید بکنید یا اینکه امکان داره نفسهای کوتاه بکشید مغز شما داره به شما میگه نفس کوتاه بکشید ولی این شما هستین که دستم میگیرین نفس عمیق بکشید و به وطنتون آرامش ببخشید And again by counting the breath by breathing in deeply and exhaling and saying one now you're also you're also or and two and three you're also talking and if you're talking if you're concentrating on the number of breaths you took you can't be concentrating you can't be thinking about somebody that hit you or something of this sort so you're working on both the brain and the body این شمردن باعث میشه که شما به بدنتون اون استراحت لازم رو که میخواین ببخشید. So we're going to talk about muscle relaxation uh, a little bit. ما میخوایم راجع به تمدد اعصاب که مربوط میشه به عضله صحبت بکنیم. Now I know this works because my wife runs around with her shoulders up around her ears all the time and she's always very tense and she would get terrible headaches and so she's actually done some of these techniques to control her headaches 
some of these techniques also work to control the sort of fear and symptoms of PTSD. Okay, so now we'll just start going through. Again, you know, to do this really properly takes a lot of time. So I want people to print out the slides and, and to practice this uh, if, if you are experiencing, if you experience some tension or some, some uh, issues with, with traumatic stress. اگر با تنش اشکال داریم با تنش و تنگی تنگی ازولات بهتره که این اسلاید ها رو دانلود بکنید و نگاه بکنید ببینید که چه جوری اینها انجام میشه So we'll just go through it quickly although going through it quickly is really not the way to do this So the first thing is to with your muscle relaxation start at your feet and try to make sure that all of your feet that your feet and your muscles of your feet and ankle are relaxed and just even if they seem like they're already relaxed just try to relax them ما وقت نداریم که اینها رو به طور آروم انجام بدیم ولی کاری که شما باید بکنید اینه که شروع بکنید از پاهاتون و بیایید بالا و مطمئن باشید که عضلات‌های پاهاتون انقباض ندارن و راحت هستن and then you can tense up the muscles in your foot. You can make them very tense for 10 seconds or so and just count and then relax and let the muscle release completely and let it just relax completely. شما میتونین عضلات پاتون رو انقباض بدین و بشمارین مثلا 10 ثانیه و بعد اونها رو منبسط بکنید عضلات منبسط بکنید که بتونید بفهمید and then when you release the pressure, when you release the tension in your foot, concentrate on how that feels. Concentrate on the feeling of the muscle relaxing. Uh, and then you can just go through and do this progressively through the rest of your body. Next slide. عضلات خودتون رو منبسط کردین و احساس راحتی کردین اون وقت میتونین شروع بکنین به قسمت های دیگر بدنتون برسین و پرکش رو بفهمین and all the while breathe deeply and slowly and then so uh, also I, I should say that, that well translate that and I'll, I'll say what else I'm going to say و در تمام مدتی که عضلاتتون رو منقبض و منبسط میکنین نفس نفستون سعی بکنید که عمیق باشه و آهسته باشه So then you go to the left foot and you do the same thing and then you go to the calf muscle and then the calf muscle on your other and you just go through your entire body this way tensing just one part and then relaxing it and breathing deeply uh, بعد از اینکه از پای راستتون عضلات پای راستتون رو منقبض و منبسط کردین میرین به پای چپتون و همین کار رو دوباره تکرار میکنین و بعد میاییم بالا به ساق عضله ساق پاتون و اونو دوباره چکار میکنین منقبض و منبسط میکنین تا اینکه تمام روی تمام بدن به این صورت باید کار بکنیم Next slide. So this is the order in which you can do this. 
So you can start with the right foot, the left foot, and then go through the different parts of your body one by one over time. And very slowly and just take very slowly and relaxing. And this actually, uh, well, go ahead, translate that. همینطور که در این اسلاید میبینین روی تمام بدنتون کار میکنین و از پایین شروع میکنین میایین بالا تا برسین به سرتون and this is something that's really perfect to do if you're if you're trying to sleep a lot of times people who are survivors of some sort of trauma or some sort of violence have a really difficult time sleeping they can't get to sleep or once they get to sleep they wake up with nightmares or they wake up for no reason in the middle of the night um in komak khali ziyadi mikone baraye kesani ke sadame didan چون این اشخاص صدمه دیده مشکل دارن که بخوابن یا وقتی که میخوابن اینا بلند میشن و با خوابهای بد و ناجور و بهترین راه غلبه بر این بیخوابی اینه که این تمریناتی که در اینجا میبینید انجام بشه So this has a couple of advantages for helping a person sleep. For one thing, when one's doing this, if, if you're concentrating on the feeling of your muscles relaxing, tensing and relaxing, and tensing and relaxing, and you're breathing deeply all through this, you're not thinking about the other things that are bothering you. And, and, and you're calming your body down also. You're calming this limbic system in the brain. You're causing this to calm down. And so by doing this, it actually can really help a person get back to sleep. این با منبسط و منقبض کردن از بدنتون شما کمک خیلی زیادی میکنین که بدنتون استراحت بکنه و مغزتون هم استراحت بکنه چون به مغزتون هم اثر داره و این تمرینات باعث میشه که شما بتونین خواب راحت بکنین Also this tensing and releasing tension sometimes this is a helpful thing also to, to teach your muscles how to relax, especially if sometimes people with traumatic stress can also have a problem with headaches. And this can help with headaches, especially if you concentrate a lot on relaxing your neck and your back and your facial muscles. این تمرینات که در اینجا میبینید کمک میتونه بکنه برای کسانی که سردرد دارند یا سردرد دائمی دارند و منبسط و منقبض کردن ازولات چیزی هستش که کمک میکنه در این مورد و در موردهای دیگه اوکی okay, now we'll go on to the next one okay so a body scan Doing a body scan is almost the same thing, except instead of tensing the muscle and relaxing it, you just concentrate on the sensation, on the feeling. You try to feel each spot on your body progressively in step by step. بررسی بدن اینه که شما بدنتون رو تصور میکنید که روی تمرکزتون اعصاب تمرکز فکرتون هست روی تمام بدن شما که هر قسمت از بدنتون رو بتونید در فکرتون بررسی و ارزیابی بکنید. Next slide. So again, this is this is an exercise that helps you concentrate on physical sensation and concentrate on relaxation and concentrate on breathing which over which 
works to counteract the um, stimulation that your brain is giving you when you're feeling tense or when you're feeling a sense of fear. این تمرینات به شما کمک میکنه که تمدد اعصاب به وجود بیاد زمانی که مغز شما به شما احساسات ناهنجار میفرسته و با انجام این تمرینات میتونید غلبه بکنید به این احساسات منفی که وجود داره در شما. So again, this can't be rushed. So print these out if you want to practice with this. And even if it seems kind of silly or almost embarrassing to do these, just practice it and you might find that it helps. Uh, این مهم نیست این اینا خیلی مفید هستند برای شما So you start by doing nothing except breathing deeply and very consciously just in and out for two minutes or even longer and then gradually you shift your attention to feel your big toe just your big toe just feel the sensation of your big toe and then you go through the same pattern to gradually feel the surface of your skin over the rest of your body, gradually over time, as you're breathing deeply. So again, what this does is this, this diverts your thought from any sort of other internal conversation you're having, and it is telling your body to relax itself. Uh, و پوستتون پوست بدنتون تمرکز حواس روی اینها وقتی انجام میشه این اجازه میده به شما که احساس راحتی بکنید و تمدد اعصاب پیش بیاد Next slide So you can just read this this is how you go about doing it through the rest of your body And if you fall asleep, that's not a problem. That's, that's a good thing. Um, it's, it's perfectly okay if this causes a person to sleep, even if you're trying to relax during the day, even if you're feeling tense during the day. But this is something that you can do any place where you can get some quiet space and, and lay down a little bit. Uh, انجام بدید به این صورتی که در اینجا نوشته شده و با این کار احیانا اگر موقع انجام این تمرینات خوابتون رفت این خیلی خوبه هیچ اشکالی نداره چون به تمدد اعصاب کمک میکنه in pay special attention to any part of the body that hurts or gives you pain so for example maybe you were beaten at some point in time and you have pain in your shoulder The thing to do is to concentrate just on the feeling of your shoulder and not, and, and, and not go into a thought or a narrative at this point in time about what happened to that shoulder to cause it to hurt. Just concentrate on the feeling of the shoulder. در اثر این ضربه که در گذشته به شما وارد شده بهتره که 
روایت این درد شونه رو بذارید کنار فقط تمرکز بدید حواستتون رو به اون تمرینی که دارین انجام میدین و به اون کاری که دارین الان میکنین و احساسی که از این تمرین تولید میشه So if your shoulder is hurt because you were injured there by somebody and that's part of the trauma, just feel that for a minute, but then, and don't, don't concentrate on the story of what happened, but just feel it for a minute and then move on to the next part of your body. Um, وارد بحث این ضربه ای که این شخص به شما در گذشته زده نشید و فقط حواستون رو تمرکز بدید به احساسی که الان دارین راجع به شونتون وقتی که این تمرینات رو دارین انجام میدین Okay, so this is not hypnotism, and it won't like turn you into a zombie or anything. This is just simply a relaxation technique. But it should take 20 to 30 minutes to go through this, just very, very slowly. Next slide. In hypnotism, نیست و شما رو تبدیل نمیکنه به یک آدمی که مثل مردها عمل میکنه و چیز این برای اینه که تمدد اعصاب وجود بیاره در شما. So you're after you're done with this if you're doing it during the day and you're not doing it just to get to sleep at night it's a good idea just to stand up and stretch and just let your mind be clear for a little bit before you go on with the rest of your day. Next slide. Um, اگر شما اینو در طول روز انجام میدیم و شب نیستش که این کار رو بکنین و بخواین بخوابین بهتری که بلنشین و بدنتون رو چیز بکنید سعی بکنید که گسترش بدین و بکشید در جهات های مختلف که این استراحت کامل بشه اوکی Visualization, we're not going to go into this too much because I suspect almost everybody already does this. If you're feeling cancer, you're trying to sleep at night, sometimes imagining a place where you'd like to be or imagining um, some place of comfort or some place of peace and then focusing on imagining every aspect of that, right down to the blades of grass, for example. That, that's also a relaxation technique. That's a purely mental relaxation technique that doesn't involve your, your body, but it is a relaxation technique. یکی از تکنیک های تمدد اعصاب اینه که شما تجسم بکنید یک صحنه ای رو حتی تا جزئیات یک دونه علف رو که در مغزتون و این یکی از تکنیک های تمدد اعصاب هست که به بدنتون آرامش ببخشه Okay, let's just go through these slides one by one, uh, and we'll, we'll finish where it says relaxation benefits. So we'll go on for a few more slides until there's one that says relaxation benefits. Chandinta slide, as you speak, Sarim, top, Berisim, be, joy, ke, marbut, mishe, be, manafe, vayom, mazoyo, ye, tamadud, asop. So, 
you don't necessarily need to be suffering from PTSD to get some benefit from relaxation techniques. All of us suffer from stress in our life, and these techniques can be used by anybody. They're especially helpful for people that are, are suffering from some side, sort of an anxiety-related problem. حتماً لازم نیست که ما PTSD داشته باشیم که بتونیم از تمدد اعصاب استفاده بکنیم و از این تکنیک استفاده بکنیم همه ما در زندگی فشار روحی داریم و با استفاده از این تکنیک میتونیم به خودمون آرامش ببخشیم Well, maybe the opposite of physical exercise in some ways. The person that has a problem with traumatic stress has a problem with an overactive fear center in the brain. This is a way of, 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 of over time and over practice, reversing that cycle in the fear center of the brain. In barakse tambrinate badani hast, in marbut mishe be khalabe bar اون مرکز ترس در مغز آدم که با آدم میگه از این به ترس یا از یک موضوعی موضوع وحشتناکی که امکان داره شما ازش بترسین این مربوط میشه به تادل تادل وجود آوردن تادل اعصاب So I know that some of you do actually have some problems with traumatic stress and have had some bad things happen and maybe experienced nightmares or tension. Um, I know this from people speaking on, on this site and also from people's comments. So there's no harm. You can't harm yourself by practicing this for 10 or 20 minutes a day. There's no harm that you can do by practicing this and it may benefit you. از کسانی که در این انجمن صحبت کردن در گذشته من میدونم که بعضی از شما ناراحتی های روانی دارین و با تمرین این تکنیک هایی که در اینجا ما بحث کردیم ده دقیقه یا بیست دقیقه در روز شما هیچ گونه صدمه ای به خودتون نمیزنین و این به جز مفیدی هیچ چیز دیگه ای I think we should stop here and maybe ask uh, if there's some questions. Um, next week we're going to talk about group therapy. We're going to talk a little bit about family. And we may have a few closing things to say about, uh, about trauma narrative. بهتره که بایستیم و ببینیم که کسی آیا سوالی داره هفته آینده ما صحبت خواهیم کرد در مورد مشاوره گروهی و شرکت افراد فامیل در مشاوره گروهی کسی فکر میکنه که این تکنیک های تمدد اعصاب براشون مفیده Good. I see somebody saying yes, and so I, I hope that's the case. Um, does Does anybody have uh, any ideas? Has Has anybody had a bad experience with with either listening to somebody else's story of trauma or trying to explain what happened to them? Um, 
آیا کسی هیچ تجربه ای داره در مورد گوش کردن به یک آدم صدم دیده یا اینکه در روایت صدمه خودش به کسانی دیگه I feel saturated with all types of uh, stories having to do with uh, trauma. I have witnessed uh, people uh, being executed. I have witnessed uh, the war, participated in the war, and uh, I have gone through the revolution. Every time somebody tries to uh, talk about trauma or anything of that sort, I feel that I do not have the patience to go through that. I shut the person down. How do you think I can uh, help the way I feel? Well, I, I think that it's a long process. I think that finding somebody who you trust and who um, will listen carefully to your experiences and talking to that person about your experiences, as we've talked about today, may be helpful. But you have to find somebody that you can trust and that will listen to you with um, with open ears. Um, and as you talk about your own experiences with them, it may be easier for you to hear the experiences of others without having these overwhelming feelings. Um. بهتره که کسی رو پیدا بکنید که بهش اعتماد دارید و حالت خودتون رو با ایشون در میون بذارین و وقتی و از ایشون بخواین که تجربه خودش رو با شما در میون بذاره و با این کار شاید بتونید بر این احساسی که دارین غلبه بکنید I don't understand, but I think I can sort of understand how difficult this is because it becomes especially difficult when one has spent much of one's life in one trauma after another after another. Um, so, so I would encourage you also to practice the relaxation exercises so that if you have a conversation like this and then at night that conversation is still bothering you, maybe maybe really try these relaxation exercises. Uh, این مشکلی که شما دارین توصیه من اینه که این تکنیک های تمدد اعصاب را انجام بدین و با این کار شما این به شما کمک میکنه که بتونین برای این احساستون غلبه بکنین از فور دی فرست از فور a counselor, I'm supposed to pay attention to other people and affirm uh, their concerns and anxieties. I, I am not working as a counselor. I have, uh, I have spoken with other people who have uh, uh, felt the same way that I do. My technique at this point is to get away from all the uh, uh, problems such as uh, the uh, revolution, uh, immigration, and all the other similar problems, and uh, concentrate my attention on uh, happier events and happier uh, conversations. Well, one has to take care of one's own health. 
So it's understandable if a person isn't able to listen to other conversations. Um, and, and really, it, it, there, the best way forward might be to see if one can find some sort of a counselor or a mental health professional or, or even just, just to practice with somebody talking about one's own story with somebody that, that, that you really trust. Because, um, you know, it, it, it's understandable to avoid these stories and others, and, and, you know, that's understandable. I understand why a person might do that. But it is a symptom that maybe one's own, one, one's own history of trauma is still a bit too overwhelming right now. تجربیات دردناک یک نفر امکان داره باعث بشه که شخص دیگه نخواد این داستانهای شبیه تجربه خودش رو بهش گوش بده بهترین کار اینه که یک آدم که شخص بهش اعتماد داره پیدا بکنه و با این شخص صحبت بکنه چون این صحبت کردن و در میان گذاشتن این مشکلات هست که باعث میشه انسان احساس آرامش بکنه. You know, another thing, when you're talking with somebody who is experiencing problems due to traumatic stress, it's sometimes useful to think about what happened to them and not what's wrong with them. So again, this is getting back to the whole idea of trauma the way that we respond to trauma is an adaptation that made sense at the time of the trauma. But, it, but it's important to think about what happened to them rather than what's wrong with them. When you have a person who had a problem with the problem, it's better to say that what is the problem with you? Ask them what happened to you and و این هست که کمک میکنه در بهبودی شخص صدمه دیده. So again, many of the trauma symptoms actually made sense at the time of the trauma. So if somebody is in a war or in a situation of, of danger, fear is an adaptation. There's a reason for fear. It made sense at the time. Uh, یک نفر که در جنگ بوده یا در یک حالتی بوده که تهدید احساس تهدید شده و یا احساس خطر میکنه میتونه کاملا این موضوع رو بهش خلبه بکنه با در نظر گرفتن اینکه کار اصلی من چیه و و هدف هدف من از این فرق بین این و که مغز من داره به من میگه و و قسمت و فکر منطقی من چیه در این مورد so those reactions may not be useful then long after the trauma So the difficulty then is to figure out ways to get control over the story of one's own trauma, to, have, to, to own that story, to be able to control that story in some way in one's head. Uh, 
احساس میکنه ولی اینها غلبه بکنه با پیدا کردن راه های جدید And then to learn ways to calm one's body down, the physiological response, ways to use relaxation techniques to calm one's body down. و پیدا کردن راههای و روشهای جدید برای تمدد اعصاب که بتونه راحتی ببخشه به اعصابش و از نظر بدنی و فیزیولوژی. And over a time, it may become somehow a little bit easier to listen to other stories without the physiological reaction on your own part over time but it, it can't be rushed and one has to look after one's own health شما باید سلامتی خودتون رو اول در نظر بگیرین ولی گوش کردن به کسانی که راجع به سلامتی خودشون صحبت میکنن و فهمیدن این موضوع طول زمان میبره و نمیتونه در مدت خیلی کوتاهی انجام بشه. In the last module next Wednesday we'll talk a little bit about self-help techniques or self-care techniques for those that have to listen to these stories who are counselors or lawyers or human rights workers that have to hear the stories. کسانی که برای حقوق بشر کار میکنن یا اینکه بنوان مشاور به کسانی دیگه با کسانی دیگه کار میکنن ما براشون در جلسه آینده توضیح خواهیم داد که چجوری به افرادی دیگه گوش بکنن بدون اینکه به احساسات خودشون اثر بذاره well, um, the psychiatric guidelines for the UK and for the US Department of Health and Human Services for psychiatric treatment meaning medication for PTSD i posted that on the discussion board من در انجمن پس گذاشتم داروهایی که برای مریضای روانی لازمه و این به اطلاع همه باید برسه Now that's really intended for doctors. But if any of you or if anybody you know is seeing a doctor for medication because of PTSD uh, or stress of this sort, uh, you should feel free to print those out and, and share them with the doctor. این برای اطلاعاتی که گذاشتم برای دکترها هست ولی اگر کسی لازم دید که اینا رو چاپ بکنه و با یک دکتری اینا رو در میون بذاره این کار باید بکنه. If there are no further questions then we will all talk again on Monday and on Monday we will talk about group therapy and families and ways that that groups of people can support each other which may be useful in the context in Iran where maybe groups of survivors can form a mutual support group. اگر سوالی نیست من به اطلاع همه میرستم که دفعه بعد راجع به مشاور گروهی ما صحبت خواهیم کرد و افراد فامیل و همینطور چجوری میتونین گروه های مختلف تشکیل بدین که در داخل اون گروه بحث بشه برای کمک به همه